0: Happy Monday! I am so excited that I get to have my husband back on the podcast to talk about something that we are super impassioned about, which is traditions. Well, hey, we're in person!
1: Hey, good to see you. I forgot what you look like.
0: I know. Good to actually see you, like in person. You're a real person.
1: Yep, brown eyes. I've never <laughs> noticed that about you.
0: Do you know what? Ellie's really into eye color right now? Like
1: weirdly. Like weirdly yes. into eye color.
0: That's the first thing she'll say. Like, I'll say, Oh, we're meeting this person, and she'll say, What's what's their eye color? And it's it's
1: a really odd thing. Like okay? I I don't I was never in that phase, I don't think. Were you don't you? remember
0: when you were like two, three years old, like what phase you were memory. in. Yeah, do you? Oh, yeah.
1: My God. No, it's super cute though.
0: Good yeah, to see you. it is. Good to see you. I'm so happy we're together it's fun to get to record a podcast with you in person i think the last time we did this we were doing it like over
1: yeah i was in a hotel room mm-hmm. for sure oh my
0: gosh yeah that was like right before you got Started, that was your, before your first day, I think.
1: Wow, it's been that long. I yeah, know. okay.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, Thanks for having me back on. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have to. It yeah. kind of stinks. It's in the contract. I get it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, well, lot's happened since last time we talked with the podcast, but um, one of the fun things was we went to Napa.
1: Oh my goodness, what a blast. Oh. Like, that was such a good time.
0: Yeah, it was so much fun. It was something I've been wanting to do for a really long time and something we were trying to do pre-COVID. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right. Great point. Yeah, we were trying to go do kind of like a West Coast trip because we've never done that together, mm-hmm. and we were gonna do like fly. I think flying to L.A. and mm-hmm. then drive up the coast, yeah. and then go to Napa, which still sounds like a blast. Yeah, and literally like, like it was like right before the world shut down. Yeah, like in April. Yeah, like early April. Yeah, because I
0: feel like for Valentine's Day of twenty twenty. You gave me a Napa guidebook and we're like, we're going to Napa. And oh, it was I so did. great. Yeah. yeah. And so we were supposed to go beginning of March. It was like going to be the first week, but I think the date I always go back to is March 13th. Cause I remember it was like freaky Friday what they say? oh yeah,
1: okay. Like,
0: Bad Friday. What's, like, the 13th Friday?
1: Freaky Friday is fine.
0: Freaky Friday. We all get the it's, point. like, Superstitious Friday. Yeah. Regardless, I feel like that's when the world shut down in March of 2020, and we didn't get to go to Napa, and I was really sad about that. But praise the Lord, we got pregnant, and so the first opportunity we could go to Napa, it didn't make sense. And so, ergo, we are here a couple yeah. weeks post-Napa, and it was so much fun. So one thing I wanted to ask you was, so traveling with a couple – Is something you have to be delicate about. You know, like you can be friends with someone in real life, but maybe they're not going to be the best people to travel with. And you just never know. Like, one of the things I really don't think you can figure out till you just take a chance and travel with people, you of course have your things that are important to you and the things that, you know, what you like to do on vacation. But so you don't, you just really don't know. And we just traveled with our friends, the Yorks. And not that I thought it was going to go bad, I actually thought it was going to go great. And I, they even overdelivered. delivered so shout out to the yorks because i had a blast now there was rachel and andrew and rachel for me i just feel like she's really flexible we both you know can get ready at the drop of a hat but we also like to you know change outfits and get ready for dinner so that was a good balance for me and also like how is it with andrew like golfing and taking some time away and
1: you know what's so funny is like we both also like to change outfits so <laughs> it was easy for us no i i think it's like really important when you're traveling with another couple mm-hmm. to have a lot of balance in certain ways right like mm-hmm. some guys really want to drive a car for example like mm-hmm. they want to be the one that's driving the car mm-hmm. or they andrew drove
0: by the way andrew
1: drove by the way <laughs> which was hilarious uh and they did a great job driving but uh you know i think it's like making sure that you have the other right expectation of what the other person's gonna bring yeah. to that and not overstepping right yeah again i don't know if it's like a weird quirk about me even mm-hmm. that i like to have balance and who's going to pay for dinner or how that's going to be handled. Like, do you split the check down the middle or are you pinching pennies trying to figure out who got what drink and everything else. And like, so again, I think it's a really cool thing to balance and they did it really well. So shout out to them.
0: Gosh, it was so much fun. So of course, like the trip was focused around two things, which was the PGA golf tournament, which was very cold, but very fun. Super fun. (laughs) And then the other thing of course was wineries. And so I have to ask, what was your favorite winery?
1: Man, that's a tough one. So it was super duper fun. I' having a hard time remembering all the ones we went to. Not because we drank so much, but because <laughs> maybe
0: because we drank so much. potentially
1: because we crammed so much in. But yeah, I, I mean, we did a couple that were more focused on like white and sparkling, which yeah. knows more your speed. Fortunately
0: or unfortunately, I was the one who really did a lot of the planning, and so therefore, there's going to be a lot of sparkling involved. Go. Yeah, yeah, and I know Rach agreed with me on that, so yeah. I didn't really worry. But I will say, my favorite um, from the Uh, how do I say it? Like the typical winery experience was cake bread because it was like, we were walking, we got to see the, how the wine was created and it was like a whole story so I did like that of course cake bread wine is fantastic but then I think from an experience standpoint I liked Shandon is that how you say it
1: you would say it that way
0: so Shandon but Shandon that was so fun because we had like the picnic do you remember me and Rachel laid out those blankets and we just literally laid down and like had
1: it was great
0: oh my gosh so it's
1: so fun though we went to Mm Duckhorn which was I actually really like that one a lot because the venue was great it was a little more intimate and they actually seemed to serve a decent bit of wine so yeah uh it wasn't like you're getting the one little shot like two of ounce wine. pour
0: and you're like yeah. okay 60 bucks it was like
1: they were happy to have you there and yeah. so kudos to them yeah. oh, that was a great time
0: good okay well so one thing i think about is that at the end of the trip we were already talking about okay th- was this going as good for you as it was for us and i think we were all on the same page and so it was fun to already start dreaming about the next thing we were going to do together and so we talked about Cabo so I don't know if that's going to end up happening I think it will which will be so fun we'll talk about that later so when we were finishing this trip we were so excited that we felt like it was going well between the four of us and that's so fun because I mean who knows if we would have even said like hey This is not going well. We should not travel Like, how do you
1: break up with somebody (laughs) after a trip like that?
0: Because it is like a date. Weren't you talking about it's kind of like a date?
1: It's kind of like a first date. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so you figured out, like, oh, we like each other. Let's go on a second date. So we're already talking about what is going to be the next trip we all take as a couple, two couples, three couples, four couples. Who knows how many people will end up being a part of this tradition. But at the end of the day, I think this is emerging as a tradition. So it makes me think about what are some traditions you had growing up, buddy?
1: That's a great question. I, You know, it's funny. We didn't have a ton that I can think of, but a few that come to mind initially. One is we road tripped a lot. It was super interesting. My dad's a pilot, and so you would think that we would fly most places Mm -hmm. because that seems to be kind of in the the gene pool, Uh, but we actually drove most places, and so for us, road tripping is a tradition, not Mm -hmm. to like the same location or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but we would do it a ton, and so... Uh, and really distance didn't matter so we would go 40 hours or we would go five and it was we're doing it in the car but really the two that stick out in my head one is chocolate potato cake yeah so which I I
0: had mentioned on the podcast during the skincare episode yeah which
1: yeah which is like a super obscure cake and I'm glad you've already introduced it (laughs) but it's it's basically just this really spicy cake that actually has mashed potatoes in it yep and we eat it all the time every birthday, birthday every like celebration that we have a lot of times i mean it was
0: cake. our wasn't it your groom's cake i think we called it that like legit the,
1: my groom's cake yeah. yeah so it's just so wild that we have that which was interesting that one was made at a professional bakery mm-hmm. i think
0: well, your mom's was better
1: didn't taste as good yeah. yeah so but chocolate potato cake is definitely a tradition the other one is cards so there's this family card game that we have called pitch and I've always thought that it's this old Irish car game because my granddad is an old
0: Irish man. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: you would just, you would think that it would have come from his brain originally, but actually turns out it's like an old pub game mm. in England, in which England. is weirdly heartbreaking. Yeah. But yeah, so it's this great game called pitch. We play it constantly. Now it's still stayed as a tradition with like mm-hmm. my dad and my brothers. We played all the time. And uh, yeah, so those are the two big traditions. That I got is so, That's
0: so true. I feel like when you said chocolate potato cake and pitch, that's, I think about Thanksgivings. I think about anytime we get together with the Duffy side, that's what's happening. And I would love to have all these like sweet little things like that, but I think that is your family. Your family is very event-oriented. But um, one thing that came to mind for me in terms of tradition is, it sounds kind of lackluster, but my parents in terms of traveling, my parents are so strategic about traveling. It is a strategy. It is like a competition to be as logistically... Sane as possible, and my mom, in a sense, is a planner, and that's where I get my planning insanity from. But uh, plan sanity, plan sanity, yes, that's Patented. what it is. Yeah. Patent, <laughs> patent. But so, and I feel like just to bring it to us, that's something we've taken to our family in the sense. I mean, I think you had no choice, but it's like when we're traveling, four days in advance, we're packing for it. I have a list going on my iPad that the morning of we are crossing off. And it's things, of course, we know, like, don't forget your phone. Don't forget your ID. But there's that sense of excitement leading up to it, like building the list and then getting to cross it off. There is some sort of like weird high that comes from like crossing things off a list. And especially because we typically with our kids like to travel kind of earlier in the day. Yeah. So in the morning you like can't think. And it's nice when you sleep to know... Okay, I just need to make sure I don't sleep through my alarm, but I don't also have to fall asleep being like, remember your phone. Does that make sense? No, I
1: think it's so wild too, because that's certainly become a tradition and something that I care about now mm-hmm. that I did not think I would have be giving. So it's truly yeah. embedded itself as a tradition for yeah. me too.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I to bring it to like a little fluffier side, pun intended, our family, I... I don't know how I feel about it, but how can you not feel happy when you think about Saturday morning pancakes? That's what we always do, right? Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. So I think uh, if you were to like ask me to close my eyes and think of like a Saturday, mm-hmm. I really can't get past 11 a.m., but it's at least up until 11 a.m. Yeah. It is pancakes, coffee pjs and usually some sort of disney movie
0: yeah i love a good morning movie on a saturday morning when you have nothing to do i feel like as a parent it takes the pressure off of like oh my gosh like it's 9 a.m we shouldn't be turning on a show but it's at the end of the day something about all just being in one room especially don't you think about new hampshire mornings like fire going in the wood stove snow falling outside we're eating our pancakes like chocolate chip pancakes we have blueberry pancakes we have bacon we got a big cup of coffee
1: actual maple syrup
0: actual maple syrup from our friends at clarkridge farm sweet Britta and dan we love them so much shout out to y'all but yeah i feel like saturday morning pancakes is a big tradition for us but i just when i think about tradition i want to say that in light of moving i think it's actually really tough to keep an assemblance of traditions when you move because in a lot of ways traditions are tied to your house or your Um, location the climate the holidays and when you move and when you're always you know living out of a suitcase (laughs) it makes it difficult and so I don't know what you think about this and I think it's worthy of a discussion of how do you a carry tradition from one place to the next and b do you actually manufacture traditions or do they just emerge what do you think
1: Yeah, and it's almost interesting. I wonder if you can actually know what a tradition is before your kids tell Mm. you that it was a tradition. Mm. Like, I would think that my parents would know chocolate potato cake's a tradition because their parents did it. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if Momsie and Dune knew that that was a tradition too.
0: Such a good point.
1: You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so, like, for us, I'd be interested to hear what Ellie and Kate have to say about this. Like, Mm -hmm. as I think about it, I think you kind of need to force it in a way but it also can't feel so forced that you don't want to do it so it's this weird thing where I think it has to follow your interests so for me like one that and I hope me saying this doesn't mean it won't happen but I would love for us to do like a family ski trip every year like I love skiing I love being in snow I love skiing with you we've done Mm -hmm. it a bunch together Mm -hmm. and like I would love the girls to want to do that and it'd be Mm -hmm. something we just get to go do together right like be cozy be around snow and all be together on a mountain
0: and i'm just interested because obviously that is all the things we like we like something active we like traveling to a place we like um you know snow gosh i mean new hampshire if anything it changed us we are snow people but i have to ask so is it to the same place or is it just skiing
1: yeah so that's super interesting too because in my head I see it different places, but mm-hmm. I also think that a core tenet of tradition is like some semblance of recurrence, right? Yeah. So,
0: well, I think it's about like when it's happening, everyone just knows it's happening. So, like, uh, one thing I love about going to my parents' place in Florida is it is familiar at this point, it's turnkey. Once you're there, you're immediately relaxing. So, it makes me think of for a ski trip, even if It's not to the same place. You at least have a similar cadence throughout the week. Like one day we all take off skiing because we're all going to do more shopping. Or um, it's always that we put the kids in ski school because there's almost like a date day for me and you or whatever. But I have to say, going back to your own point, so the only reason you and I both ski is because people before us encouraged us to ski. So with me, with my family, and with you, with your family, and then we came together and we both are ski people. So that's fun. But it's just interesting because it's like, is the tradition so far back that we don't even... Are we in the middle of like a whole thing? Is this the Twilight Zone? <laughs> yeah. It's
1: what's that movie about dreams and you go back... Inception. And, inception. We're inception basically.
0: Yeah. Right. And so, um, but like I said, I one of my other questions was, I think it's difficult when you move this much to keep an semblance of tradition. A lot of people, when they think about tradition, they tie it to holidays. And I can think of multiple holidays where we've just been in different houses, different places. We've been in Kentucky, although we don't live in Kentucky at that certain point. And that's hard. And that's something I just don't want to sugarcoat and be like, here's the answer to how you do this. I don't know. And that's something that I struggle with because I want to feel settled. That's that's a goal of mine. It's a goal of ours as a family. And it's hard to do that when you move and travel so much. So there's an upside to traveling. There's an upside to moving. Of course, with anything, there's a downside too, and that's something that I see. But I'm just interested if there's things that we're going to decide, okay, this is something that we're going to put a hard stop on, we're going to do every year, no matter what. And even this year, we're being super protective because we've lived apart so much this fall that this Christmas, Christmas week, New Year's week, it's going to be just us four. It's going to be the four of us, as you always say, our little crew. It's just going to be us in the house, and I could see us you know putting the girls to bed a little bit late on new year's eve or or like my friend britta did you can watch the new year's celebration in like england and then put your kids to bed
1: That's <laughs> <Yeah>, great. <laughs> and then
0: you watch the america version of it which yeah. would be fine but it's also so weird just with time zones like do we watch the new york ball oh drop? that's a win i have no I, how does that work like was so it three hours earlier yeah Okay, so we'll all just watch that and we all go to bed. Oh, piece of cake. But is it 2022 at that point? You know, who knows? Who
1: cares? Yeah. I don't
0: understand time zones. I hope I figure out how time zones and all those things work.
1: Subject of a future podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, But I am really looking forward to going into 2022 refreshed and kind of like, okay, this is our year of Seattle. It's not this broken up year of we lived here, there, and there, here, and blah, 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 blah. 2022 is going to be the year of Seattle, and that's something we can say for sure. And I'm kind of looking forward to, like, what's that going to look like? Like, what is 2022 going to look like for us in Seattle? Because we have a whole 365 days in one spot. So I'm excited about the off-ramp or on-ramp on 2022, kind of a soft landing in terms of we're not just going to be living out of a suitcase up until December 29th. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. I know you're pretty um, – you're pretty protective about that in terms of making sure our family uh, has an semblance of normalcy and we have kind of like AKA failed at that in the last couple of weeks. Do you think we have, how does it, how do you feel right now?
1: Yeah. So normalcy is a weird definition of normalcy right now because it's become normal to be traveling and Mm -hmm. all these things that we're doing right now. But yeah, no, I think that, I think a really core part of, tradition is normalcy and i think Mm -hmm. an important part of like sanity in the family is is normalcy as well so it's definitely something i'm protective of super excited for uh as we close out the year here Mm -hmm. uh coming into more of a sense of traditional normalcy for sure yeah what's something you want to have a tradition over though
0: oh man i just i i think at the end of the day my mom's my mom just like goes into my ear like so quickly, and be like, "Everything should be rooted in Jesus, and so I think too uh like too big, like I think about Christmas, so one thing like my family did growing up as a lot of families do, is we read Luke two mm. on Christmas Eve, and I, not to anybody's fault, I feel like that was something we did to check the box some years because like my brothers were probably like doing something and like it was distracting or it was Sam's turn to read Luke 2 and there's a lot of big words and so we ended up making fun of him the whole time. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I love that my parents were like, no, this is something we're going to do. And I -hmm. would love to incorporate like Jesus into Christmas so heavily that the girls don't know Christmas without Jesus. And so... Um, I know your family was big about going to like midnight service Mm -hmm. or I guess 11 o'clock service growing up. So like, I love that. And I always thought that was the sweetest thing that y'all did. And I hate the idea of keeping kids up late, but something like that, that refocuses if it's Christmas, if it's Easter, whatever it is, just making sure that our kids remember that every celebration is in light of what Jesus did for us. And so I don't know if that's really the best, you know, clean cut answer, but that's just something I really am trying to take into this next phase of life. As I've talked about before, um, with Ellie, just having more understanding of what's going on around her. Mm -hmm. And it's not like she's not nine months anymore. Kate's nine months, but she's like a kid that can start to really form her opinions on certain things. And I want her to, you know, start learning about Jesus in a way that is beneficial to her when she's my age. Yeah. So... Again. Kind of like
1: the best tradition oh my that goodness. we could set, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: That's right. It's a like a generational blessing that we can give to our kids and our kids and our kids. So it I honestly, I don't know if we just did the best connection ever, but that is the best type of tradition you can do is have a generational blessing of just
1: Somewhere your mom is slow clapping, right? <laughs> my
0: now. mom is slow clapping, going like, Y'all, this is amazing.
1: Literally, yeah
0: sweet mom. I love you so much. Um, okay. So to end on like a fluffy, like icebreaker high. So you're living in Seattle. I'm still living in Louisville. We're going to be together in a couple of weeks. Praise the Lord almighty above. But that being said, so you've been living in the house. So number one, you're different than me. I would be freaking out. I don't like to be by myself. I don't like the dark, but like, okay. So tell a little bit about the house. What are some things you love? I know I gave a housing update just recently. So at least the people that listen to the podcast can hear my points on it. I know you've hopefully listened to that episode. But long story short, you tell me what you like about the house.
1: Yeah. It's so it's I keep the lights on all the time, too, because I get you, scared of the dark. Are
0: you scared of the dark? I
1: am. Surprise. <laughs> uh, no. So... It, it's it's starting to feel kind of homey, right? And so most of the boxes are out. We finally got the garage cleaned out, which feels really, really good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, really the biggest thing, though, and this is going to sound totally corny, is the fact that you guys aren't there oh. uh, makes it feel just like a better hotel room, oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, where I don't have to worry about unpacking a suitcase. Uh, but yeah, I'm really ready for you guys to get there. It feels like kind of an empty empty hotel room at the moment, but... Uh it's it's pretty much ready well, for you guys to get there. So uh, there's very, very few boxes left in the house. A couple. Just yeah. full disclosure. Okay, but all right. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it's it's starting to feel good. Ellie's room's all set up, Kate's room's all set up yeah. and Our room's there. So super duper excited. Also,
0: should we give an update? We bought a bed today. We are so excited. We actually went into Pottery Barn and bought a bed. And it felt like the most adult thing we've ever done in a long time. Yeah, it felt
1: like I was 55 all of a sudden. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was like, I will take that bed in the white wash. You know, it is great. We're so excited. And I think that comes, I think they said beginning of December. So all that being said, going into 2022, refreshed, ready to vibe in our new bed. So... I'm really excited that you came back on today. Obviously, you have to come back on again. I don't even have to say it, right?
1: Yeah, it's in my contract. So thanks for having me. I appreciate you having me on. And I'm really proud of you for doing this. And uh, I hope everybody out there listening is enjoying it as well, because Anna is just an awesome person to get to be friends with. Uh, I'm her best friend. So you can't take that one. But Mm -hmm. uh, thankful to be her best buddy. And I'm glad that you get to share with her, too
0: oh my gosh it is so much fun to do this and it's fun to get to do it with my best friend i love you so much love you too (laughs) it is always a fun time when christopher sean duffy jr comes on the podcast Ah, which makes me think that we have a tradition christopher's dad is christopher sean duffy he is christopher sean duffy jr and therefore we would carry the tradition if we ever have a son, to Christopher Sean Duffy III. So that's kind of a fun way to kind of end the podcast. But hope you all enjoyed today's episode. And I hope that you follow us on Every Mom Needs a Friend. And also check out the show notes at everymomneedsafriend.com. And I look forward to a future episode. Thanks, y'all, for listening.